Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Deviant News for 7-19-2019. The semi-daily news that even plants crave and Anchor's number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from GameSpot and written by Steve Watts. Overwatch makes big matchmaking changes with Roll Queue. Now, this was uh, rolled out yesterday, or the story was, but it's very important and seems very relevant right now. So, are you going to get it today? Blizzard is making a big change to Overwatch matchmaking aimed at helping team balance and composition. The new Roll Queue system will have you pick your favorited or your favored team roles before even heading into a game. And then pick a character from within those roles. It's now available in the public test realm, server on PC, and will roll out as a beta from August 13th through September 1st. With a roll queue, you'll pick from tank, support, or damage classes, first in competitive and quick play modes. Then the matchmaking system will find two ranks, two supports, and two damage, or two tanks, sorry, two supports and two damage players, and match them, match make them together to make a team. From there, you'll pick which specific character you want to use within your designated class preference. Once the match ends, you return to the main menu and select your role again. Currently in quick play and competitive play, a lot of important decision making happens in the 40 seconds before a match even begins as everyone selects their heroes in response to others' role choices. Blizzard explained, It's not uncommon for players who may all have different goals and playstyles to feel tension, pressure, disappointment, or even hostility as a team composition comes together. The role queue system is designed to help take the edge off this process, ultimately leading to matches that feel fairer and more fun where players are in roles that they want to be in. Since the roles are being split into three avenues, each role will have its own queue, and you can see the estimated wait time for each role. Queuing up for a role that's currently in high demand may grant rewards, but what these rewards are hasn't been confirmed. Blizzard notes that behind the scenes, the role queue will allow it to rate players' proficiency on each role individually, which will ensure better matches of similar skill levels. You'll also get a get a your own separate skill rating for each role in competitive play from 1 to 5,000. These numbers correspond with tier ratings, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, master, and grandmaster. Completing the season will also give you a reward for competitive points, as always, but the CP totals have been changed. It's now less per tier for each individual role, but more total if you play all three roles. There will also be four separate top 500 leaderboards, one for each role and one combined average. You'll have to complete five placement matches at the start of each competitive season to get your SR for each role or 15 total if you want a SR for all three. Completing your placement matches will get you a special spray and player icon per season. Finally, Blizzard notes that the role queue system was paired with a balance pass on existing heroes. So far, the only disclosed change is coming to Brigitte who is being updated to make her a better healer, but decreasing her overall survivability. Blizzard says Brigitte was most effective as a third healer or tank, so these changes are intended to make her a better support character. So, thoughts. Give me all your thoughts. Second is from GameSpot and written by Oscar Deus. Stadia is not Netflix for games, Google insists. Google Stadia launches in just a few months, but some sections of the gaming community are still a little confused by the service's details. In an attempt to clarify people's questions, Stadia's product director, Andre Dorachev, held a Reddit Q&A in which he sought the, to distance the platform from comparisons to Netflix. To be clear, Stadia Pro is not Netflix for games. Like some people have mentioned, Dorachev explained, a closer comparison would be like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. 
The pro subscribers get 4K HDR streaming, 5.1 sound, exclusive discounts, and access to some free games. Roughly one free game per month, give or take, starting with Destiny 2. Stadia Pro is the premium subscription service that Stadia users can subscribe to if they wish. It gets you everything listed by Dorian Echev above, but Stadia Pro subscribers will still have to pay full price for additional games beyond those offered for free, despite a Pro membership already costing $10 per month. Coincidentally, the same price as a Netflix premium subscription in the UK. Stadia Pro will be launching as part of the, of the Stadia Founders Edition, which is currently scheduled to release on November 2019. The premium subscription will be the only way to play Stadia at first, but not forever. A separate Stadia-based service will launch in 2020. Base will be free, but you'll miss out on free monthly game, and resolution and sound quality will be slightly diminished to a maximum of 1080p and stereo sound. What's wrong with being the Netflix of games? Isn't that a wonderful service already? I mean, being compared to that, wouldn't that be a kind of a good thing? Hi, everybody. Anthony from Dad's Beards Nerds here. Here to tell you about our sponsorship program, a wonderful way to help support us in another way if you are a business or just someone who wants something red. Our sponsorships cost $100 for a week or $200 for three weeks. Your ad will be read over our week's worth of content, which includes DBN News, any reviews we might do, and our DBN Prime podcast. If this sounds something that interests you, then contact us at gmail at dadsbeardsnerds at gmail.com. We look forward to working with you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. Third is from GamesIndustry.biz and written by James Batchelor. Former Witcher developers form new studio, Different Tells. A new studio has emerged from Stealth, founded by two developers who previously worked at the Witcher games. The company is called Different Tells and has been formed by Artur Gonzaviniak. Sorry for butchering these names. Previously, the head story designer for The Witcher and Jacek Brzezinski, who served as project lead and has also worked on Hitman and Dying Light. The pair described Different Tales as storytelling studio exploring the idea of slow gaming. And we'll be focusing on stories rooted in the common human experience. Stories that you discover at your own pace. Stories with the potential to bring about change. Their first release will be Wanderlust Travel Stories, which centers around five explorers telling their stories to each other. Players then experience each story firsthand and need to maintain the explorer's physical and mental health to complete the tell. Wanderlust Travel Stories will be released for PC and Mac on August 28th. Ten years after I met with Jacek during our work on The Witcher, we decided to team up again to make a different kind of story, something more grounded in reality and rooted in the common human experience, said Grazenik. Wanderlust was born from Jacek's love for travel and from my love for storytelling. We aim to create something different, a bridge between literary experiences and gaming, a title that is meant to be taken and experienced and felt. Well, get it, boys? Get it! Hand Last is from IGN and written by Alicia Judge. Marvel Spider-Man is a United States best-selling superhero game. Marvel Spider-Man now holds the record for the best-selling superhero game of all time in the United States, according to MPD. This bumps Batman Arkham City off the top spot, which is impressive since that means Insomniac's Spider-Man game outshipped a 2011 multi-platform release in less than a year. The stats were released in a tweet by Matt Piscatella, an analyst at MPD who tracks video games. The table doesn't reveal the exact figures of just how far ahead Marvel Spider-Man is compared to Arkham City, nor the exact timing of when it took the lead. Though, the data seems to have been pulled in May 2019. It's also important to note this data has been mined from U.S. sales only, meaning the global picture could be quite different. Still, it's another accolade during a year of commercial and critical success for the web slinger. Holy crap. Spider Marvel Spider-Man the game is just killing it. Can it be stopped? And that is the news for today. 
Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to court the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us for the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Twitch at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or in all the show notes that we produce for each show. So next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs>